welcome to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where you can learn to avoid the downs and savor the ups. Here, 40-year veteran attorney Paul Samico will entertain you and help you understand the law in areas we might all face. Brushes with the police? Oh boy. Family disputes? Oh no. An injury and accident situations? Ouch. And now, here's Paul. Hello there, and yes, this is the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where I want you to always, in both the law and in your everyday life, avoid the downs and savor the ups. Today, Wednesday, then you know if you've been listening, today is Wrongdoer Wednesdays where we're going to talk about criminal law and stuff that people did wrong that they should not have done. Oh my goodness, wrongdoer. Maybe even to say bad guys. So what's the point of talking about these things? So you'll know and you can avoid the downs, repeat after me, and savor the ups. Today, let's just hit it right away. I want to talk about assault. Now, if you are not someone who has been under a rock for your whole life, you've always heard the expression assault and battery. But what does that really mean? What's the difference between an assault and a battery? So I'm going to tell you. And then we're going to get right into a couple of cases. And after the break, I'm going to come back and tell you what happened in these cases with these two guys that were charged with assault. I also want to point out that in the event that you decide that you love me, please go to the website www.thelegalmerrygoround.com and you can download free reports and subscribe to this wonderful show where I'm educating and entertaining you, hopefully. All right, back to it. An assault. An assault is the act of inflicting physical harm or unwanted physical contact upon a person who, in some specific legal definitions, is a threat or an attempt to commit such an action. A battery is defined as an intentional, offensive, or harmful touching of another person that is done without his or her consent. Now, an assault is the threatening of harm, and a battery is the actual act of harm. And so the two crimes are often charged together. Okay, you got it? The assault is threatening, and the battery is doing. All right, so keep that in mind as I go through these cases and we talk about uh, number one, uh, this is a case, looks like, where is this from? Arizona, the state versus Shelley. Okay, so Shelley and his buddy, uh, wonder if he really is the buddy, are playing one-on-one basketball on some public basketball court. It's a scene we've all uh had in our mind's eye, and we've all seen it, and maybe uh, we've actually participated in basketball with, with our friends, our buddies. Well, as you know, 
basketball is a contact sport. That means there's going to be some touching. And sometimes it can get a little rough. What? This guy's trying to dribble around me? Not going to happen. I go up, he go up. I smack the ball away. Ha ha, not in my house. Okay, well, even before that, I might just give him a little hip shove. Or even before that, I just might take my hand and push against his chest or push his back. Okay, there is touching, and it can sometimes get to more than stroking your lover's hair. All right, well, so what happens? These guys are in a heated basketball game, and it's getting rough, and it's getting rougher. And all of a sudden, uh, Shelley decides that he's had enough. Uh, he doesn't like what's been going on. Uh, the report that I'm reading of this case doesn't tell us whether Shelley was losing or not. Let's just assume that he was. You know, somebody winning wouldn't do what Shelley did. What did Shelley do? He cold cocks him. He hits him right in the jaw and breaks the jaw. The other guy's jaw broken, writhing on the ground. Ambulance takes him to the hospital. Emergency surgery. Wires his mouth shut. Has to be six weeks before the wiring can come off and he can open his mouth again. So he's being fed through a straw. Wow. Over a basketball game. So Shelley is charged with assault. And he's saying, I'm not guilty of assault. Hey, you know, we're, we're playing a, a basketball game. And yeah, all right, it got a little rough. And besides, he consented to this. You know, he was shoving me. I was shoving him. You know, this, eh, I'm not guilty of assault. Consent. He consented. All right, well, when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you what happened with Mr. Shelley and whether or not that consent defense worked. Now, we've got a case, where is this? Illinois. People versus Ceballos. People versus Ceballos. This one, I think even before I get to the break, you're going to know what the answer is here. But okay. Ceballos is a homeowner. He has a very nice house in suburbia. And one night, while him and his family are fast asleep, unbeknownst to him, a 16-year-old kid and a 17-year-old kid break into his garage and they steal a whole bunch of stuff. Ceballos is outraged. At that point, he doesn't know who did it, but he knows when he wakes up in the morning that there's a whole bunch of stuff missing and his garage door is open. Ceballos is outraged. What would you do if you were Mr. Ceballos? Right, call the cops. Well, okay, Mr. Ceballos, uh, we're going we're gonna to investigate. Okay, right as if they got the uh, forensic lab or something and the fingerprints and, you know, the likelihood of catching somebody is, what, what zero? Ceballos is going crazy. He is not going to stand for this. So what does he do? He goes out and he buys all the necessary things to create a trap so that if someone opens the garage, kaboom! A gun goes off. That's a trap for sure. 
Uh, we know that sometimes, you know, hunting, we use some traps. Maybe we put a one of those claw things that can grab a bear or something if the bear has been threatening the village. You know, we've seen all these kinds of things, but a trap for a human being who might break into his garage again. All right, well, the the robbers, again, 16 and 17-year-old young men, not too bright. Uh, and we do know that the human brain doesn't fully develop until you're in your early or mid-20s. So the thinking patterns and the clarity isn't necessarily there. But nonetheless, at 16 or 17, you'd think that they would be at least smart enough to know not to go back to the same place. But they did. A couple nights later, after the trap has now been set, these high-grade idiot 16, 17-year-old kids go back to the Ceballos house in the middle of the night to break into the garage again. You know, I'm thinking to myself, what, they didn't get everything they wanted the first time? So the garage pumps open, and boom! One of these kids is shot in the face. Mr. Ceballos is charged with assault with a deadly weapon, setting a deadly trap in his garage. Should he be convicted of assault? I am going to share with you the end of this story as well as the end of the other one when we come back from the break. Don't go too far. Okay, it's break time here on the merry-go-round. We want to give you value. So, do you need an attorney for an injury case or a criminal matter or something involving family law? Mr. Samico has the answer for you. Go to our podcast website, www.thelegalmerrygoround.com. Again, that's thelegalmerrygoround.com and click on the referrals tab. Then either fill out the form or call the telephone number where you can leave a detailed message that Mr. Samico will pick up and you'll get a response with a referral to an excellent attorney in your area within eight business hours. And the referral is free, no charge to you for this referral. So again, if you're looking for a lawyer that meets the highest standards, Paul is going to hook you up. And every attorney he refers to meets the highest standards, and Paul has checked them out for you. If you like what you're hearing from him during these shows, you know he's going to take care of you. So go to thelegalmerrygoround.com. And now, back to the show. Yes, indeed, there can be that expression, there's no fury like a woman scorned. But then men, they can be equally, if not more so, idiots and mean and nasty and idiots. Ugh. I'm going to come back uh, after the break uh, with the rest of the story from the first half of our show here today, but I have to tell you about this. So there's this guy 
who's in the process of a divorce, and the wife hires a forensic accountant who found that the guy had multiple offshore money stashes. And so the court then orders a 50-50 division of all of their assets, including the guy's offshore accounts. So in retaliation, the guy says he wants half the dog. Not joint custody, half of the dog. The dog was very loved. It was really the wife's pet, if you will. I mean, they owned together, but it was the wife's companion. He wanted half the dog, literally. He spent thousands and thousands of dollars just to make her cry by demanding that the dog be put to sleep and its ashes split 50-50. People are so delightful. Well, of course, you know, she kept the dog. So here's the break, and we'll come back in just a few. Well, welcome back. I hope that you uh, did everything you wanted to do during that break. World peace is solved, and thank you for doing that. Very much appreciate your contribution to our, our wonderful society. Okay, so we're back, and I want to talk about assault. Assault, yes. Uh, we talked about the the two individuals. We talked about Shelley, uh, who was playing rough basketball, and we talked about Ceballos, who set the trap in his garage for robbers. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, we'll go back to Shelley. Understand that more than one-sided attacks can constitute assault. Fighting can lead to an assault charge, even when two people have mutually agreed to fight. And so that's exactly what Shelley is claiming. He's saying they're playing basketball and they're almost fighting, they're pushing and they're shoving, and uh, the other guy consented to all that, and therefore it was uh, something that he shouldn't be charged for assault because he cold cocks the guy and hits him in the jaw and ends up getting his mouth wired uh, for six weeks because of the, the broken jaw. So what do you think happened? Of course, uh, you're right. Guilty. Guilty. Way too much violence. Basketball, roughhousing, basketball. Okay, that's one thing. But to square off and hit the guy in the mouth, not so much, Mr. Shelley. Consent is a defense to some assaults. But it's limited to foreseeable acts that go with the flow of the circumstances and the rules if it's a game. And there's nothing in the rule book about basketball that calls for hitting the guy in the mouth, that at least I'm aware of. I played basketball, uh, never read the rule book, but uh, my guess is my gut instinct says that there's no place in there that says, yeah, I can hit a guy in the mouth. Nothing in there, nothing in there that allows that. So Mr. Shelley is convicted uh, of uh, assault, aggravated assault, uh, hitting this guy in the mouth, causing all that damage. And that's what you probably expected. So we're going to get back now to Mr. Ceballos. This is a, uh, um, a little bit of an overreach, don't you think? Putting up a trap that causes a gun to go off. And here this uh, one of these 16-year-old kids was shot in the face you know, for robbing uh, a, in the middle of a night, a, a residential neighborhood house garage, a little bit much. 
I, what do you think? I mean, you know, if you're Mr. Ceballos, what do you do? Okay, you know, fine. You know, uh, put one of those things on the uh, the outside at the top of the garage, uh, one of those automatic lights, right? So if anybody gets within 15, 20, 30 feet, the light goes off. You want to take another step. Okay, you know, get some kind of hypersensitive alarm that if the garage door is touched, the alarm goes off and wakes up the whole neighborhood. Roo, roo, you know, something. But a gun inside? Whoa, way, 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 way too dangerous. So yes, uh, Mr. Sabayas is convicted of aggravated assault. Aggravated assault. Any crime involving a physical attack or even the threat of an attack is usually classified as an assault, a battery, or both, depending on the seriousness of the attack or the dangerousness of the weapon used, these acts can rise to the level of aggravated assault. And that's exactly what happened. Now, it doesn't say what the sentence was for Mr. Ceballos, but very, very clearly, uh, way overboard, way, way too much of a response in terms of understanding the seriousness and the potential your property is important. We're allowed to defend ourselves, our family. We're allowed to defend our home. We're allowed to defend our uh, our belongings. But to set a trap when there's so many other less uh, invasive, less serious methods by which you can do uh, preventative uh, robbery. Um, Mr. Ceballos, we're very sorry, sir, but uh, you should be sitting in jail now. Well, what is the moral of these stories, folks? The moral of the story is, you know, keep your hands where they belong. In our society, there's just too much violence. There really is. You need to maintain equilibrium. You need to maintain decorum. You need to maintain caution. Going and smacking somebody uh, in a basketball game because they might be beating you, you know, men are idiots. We are, you know, we get the emotion going and the adrenaline pumping and, you know, in the heat of the, uh, in the heat of the game, the contest, um, you know, sure it happens, but it can't happen. The sanctity of, of life and the sanctity of, of, you know, your body and not having injury, it's one thing you're playing basketball and, you know, uh, you got pushed in the process of trying to get a rebound and, okay, you fell and you hurt your knee and you needed knee surgery. Come to think of it, that's almost exactly what happened to me. Um, I, was, uh, I was one of these guys that really shouldn't have ever been on a basketball court because I just simply wasn't that good. In the pickup games, if there were 11 guys, I was always the one waiting for someone to need a break, and then I would sub in. But like all of my friends, I used to go and try and play basketball, and we'd we'd hang out, and we'd run, and you know, and if I had to take a shot, I'd decide whether that was a good idea or not and probably pass it to somebody else. I was a good runner, but I, I wasn't such a good basketball player. So I'm down the court, and there's nobody there. The guy shot from you know, after the foul line and, you know, uh, missed the shot. 
and I went up for the rebound and came down and, and my leg just crunched. I needed knee surgery. Where did I get into that? I'm talking about assault. Nobody assaulted me. I assaulted myself. What an idiot. Anyway, getting back to assault. Assault is putting people in fear. It's putting people in fear. Why would you do that? Please, consider your actions. Don't hurt other people. Avoid the downs and savor the ups. I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope you continue to listen. I hope you go to the website. You can get free stuff, free reports. Subscribe the website. Very easy. You can listen here or any of your favorite podcast uh, places. You can listen right through my website, thelegalmerrygoround.com. See you next time on Fender Bender Friday. Thanks for listening to The Legal Merry-Go-Round. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in next time to get a better understanding of real-life legal situations.